Welcome. Thank you for joining Discipleship Conditioning, where we present anatomy through a biblical lens. We like to start each show with prayer requests. You can make them at prayer at erratphysiology.com, and we pray that you do so. Before we get started today, I'd like to announce that our website is down, unfortunately. Um, There's actually some good news in that, and I'd like to share some of the events that occurred in my life yesterday. So yesterday I arrive at my daughter's school and I drop her off and it was Thursday. Usually I spend most of Thursday at her school volunteering and working remotely. And as of late, they've been kind enough to kind of give me this teacher's lounge space um, back in a specific area close to where my daughter is. And so for the last however many weeks, I've brought my laptop set up and people will come in and out and sometimes they'll ask for my assistance to cover a class or uh, get some substituting hours, whatever the case may be. Uh, yesterday, all that is kind of a going to normal as, as it does each week. And then a teacher comes in, who I know fairly well, uh, but her classroom is on the complete other side of campus. I don't know that there's another teacher who has a classroom further from that area. And she seemed like something was bothering her, and uh, she said something like, I pray that there's coffee in this office or in this teacher's lounge or something. And so she looks around, and they had like a Keurig, I think it is, there. And she found the box with all those pods, if I'm getting my brands correctly. I think Keurig is the one with pods. Anyways, she finds what she's looking for and says that, you know, the other teacher's lounge that she goes to every morning that's close to her, uh, they don't have any of those pods. And so they're completely out of coffee. And I'm not going to recall all the conversation near, nor do I need to share all the conversation. Once what I tell you comes to be, it's easy to see how this whole event kind of became a blur because it had nothing to do with really the two of us. Um, but some of the things that she spoke about in just our brief time together uh, was rent in Idaho. And I'm certainly not going to make this podcast this morning about rent in Idaho. Uh, if you're in Idaho and you're paying rent, you already know that it's awful. Um, you already know that there are a lot more people here than there used to be. If you're one of the rare locals who was born and raised here, you know it's a very different area than it used to be. And it's caused a lot of housing issues for many people, herself included. And she talked about how the rental that she's in, she thought was owned by just another 
local, another individual. But come to find out it's this big company. And they've raised her rent. I think she said something like $500 over the last like three to five years. And this most recent one was like a $200 jump. She's in her mid-60s. She lost her husband right around the age of 60. She's on Social Security. She's on a fixed income. She can only work enough hours at the school where it won't affect her Social Security. So most of what she's doing at the school has to be volunteering. I think that's the way that it's structured. We know that gas prices have gone up as well. <clears throat> we know a number of things are making things quite tight, especially in this area of Idaho, for people in those shoes. And so she was kind of using me as someone to vent to about some of the things uh, that are making life difficult for her. And there was no intent beyond just having another human being to talk to. That was, that was evident. As I've mentioned in the podcast, my wife and I started tithing last December. Literally gone our entire lives without tithing. And throughout our lives, as we analyzed it, uh, there's people on both sides of the camp, whether due to what was fulfilled in the New Testament, we still need to tithe or not. And what I realized over many, many years is that for me, it was a heart issue. And I wasn't tithing because I wanted that money. I wanted to control it. I wanted to see where it went. And the more I realized that, quote unquote, my money isn't my money at all, the easier it was to let go of. God blesses me with a certain income, but I believe that that income is to flow through me. Do I believe that God wants my family and I to uh, live in a house? Yes. Does it need to be a really nice house? No. But shelter will be provided. Food and water will be provided. Those things we have. We don't live in a very big house at all. It's probably a few hundred sweet, a few hundred square feet less than the average. We're not jonesing to get into a bigger house. There's many advantages to a smaller house. Our power bill is quite nice. Our water bill is quite nice. Our gas bill is quite nice. But regardless, it's amazing having that provided and having the shift in mindset that the money that enters my checking account is not my money totally changes things. A lot of people choose to tithe 10%. That is also the number that we arrived on. And so every paycheck since then the first 10% goes to a giving fund. 
and I could have a couple different episodes at minimum about all the cool things that we've done uh, with that money. And again, we view all our money as God's money and we pray on what we're supposed to do with it. And we probably don't do a good enough job of praying over the money that's in our mortgage account or our fuel account. Probably honestly still take that for granted. But we do pray over what's in our giving account, which is 10%. And there are often times where we don't feel like we have a clear answer. And so we just leave it in that account. And the next paycheck comes and the same thing, we leave it in that account. We've been able to uh, tip baristas $50. We've been able to uh, go to a restaurant and tip the waitress $100. We've been able to give to the church. We've been able to do a number of things. Give to my daughter's school, a local Christian school. But yesterday, as I'm listening to this wonderful woman who's gone through so much and is just feeling the secular aspects of life sort of squeeze her down and test her financially, she's talking about how wonderful God is at the same time and how she just, she prays and she prays and she prays that you know, there's, there's a learning experience through this. And I suppose part of the reason why I can't recount the entire story is one, because I'm a man and I just don't pay attention very well. Two, that's supposed to be a joke. Two, I felt overwhelmed. I couldn't help but think about our giving account that at the time had $500 in it. And I couldn't help think about giving it to this individual. And I called my wife afterwards and kind of apologized and said, sorry, I just gave somebody $500 and didn't really talk to you about it. Um, not a good move. but. Given the circumstances, uh, she was more than supportive. And in that moment, I felt peace about the $500. I hadn't felt peace about it for a month. They just kind of sat there and grew. So I announced to this teacher that we have $500 just sitting there, it's yours. If you want it, it's, it's yours. You just tell me what's the most convenient way for you to, to get it to you. And I've had very few moments in my life where I've been able to do something like that. And, and $500 is not a lot of money. But to her, it's going to make all the difference. 
So we were able to talk for probably five or 10 more minutes. A lot of tears were shed. She was so thankful. And uh, when we agreed on how I would uh, provide her the income, and again, it's not me providing her the income. It's just housed in my bank account, but it's God providing for her. That I told her you'll have it first thing in the morning. And so today when my daughter and I drive to school, uh, we're going to have the unique pleasure to hand this woman $500 that is going to make all the difference during this period of time. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to make sure next month's better. But it's going to help her in this, this pinch. And there's no doubt in my mind that that's what God wanted me to do. And so when I talked to my wife afterwards, I apologized, but I said, I mean, I wish you could have been here. It's just an amazing thing to be a part of. And I could go on into other things that occurred yesterday that were evidence of the Holy Spirit, were evidence of God in our lives. And I don't know if we did something recently to pass a test because it has seemed that the Lord is fairly quiet as of late. And I've heard people say that the teacher is silent during the test. But absolute holiness came through in a big way yesterday under a number of fronts, none more impactful than the story I just shared with you. And I share it with you to encourage you. I almost realize now, having said the words, that I'm almost in a little bit of regret. I probably shouldn't have told anybody that story. You know, the Bible talks about give in secret, pray in secret. Don't be like the Pharisees and give and run out in the middle of the street and flaunt the money and say, Look what we're doing right now. But my heart is pure. That's, that's not my intention. And I know it's not my intention. And perhaps I'll think a little bit more about sharing stories like this in the future because of what the Bible says. But I'm going to stay true to my word and I don't edit these podcasts. So I'm going to leave this story in this one and hopefully it inspires you. Hopefully I've been allowed to provide the story for some listener out there that that holiness moves on to them and affects them positively in their life. I hope so. Otherwise, I think I announced the story for no, no reason at all. I'm sure I'll, as a perfectionist, as a, uh, I was listening to personality styles, the DISC personality tests, and I think I'm a CD, maybe a CDS, but as a C, I'm probably going to beat myself up over that one and be in regret 
for sharing that story as I probably shouldn't have. But nevertheless, um, as a C, in wanting the research and wanting to dive in deep, I love taking the time to spend, you know, five, 10 minutes with you and talk about things like that. I love this podcast where I can take a half hour ish and talk about anatomy as it pertains to the Bible. By the end of this podcast, you will know about limiting beliefs that many of us tangle with throughout our lives. We serve men ages 20 to 40 who have ever felt persecuted over their God-given qualities. We do so through anecdotal experience in life, as well as the field of anatomy, and more importantly, the scholastic truth of the Bible. We teach how God's word impacts every facet of our lives. We are faced with a problem of societal influence outweighing biblical influence, which leads to our succumbing to the evil tactics intended to destroy us. We serve brothers and thereby sisters with authenticity in the midst of change ourselves through our calling and ministry as teachers, relating the often two opposed subjects of anatomy and the Bible. Today we're going to talk about 2 Chronicles 9.13 and how that pertains to the brain, how it pertains to the mind, uh, but more so from actually a psychological perspective as opposed to an anatomy perspective. And many people don't know that I minored in psychology in, uh, in my undergraduate and I don't recall what that was, 30 or 60 credits, 45 credits, I can't remember at this time, but those were some of my favorite classes. And I had a number of professors that were quite kind. And one of them that even said, you know, you're, you're good at this counseling thing. Uh, are you sure you don't want to look into this path for a master's? And I kindly declined and I was very thankful to have such a kind thing said. But I realized as I moved on that I would be able to share that skill of bonding with people and hearing people out and being a good advice giver to other individuals that I could use that in anything I did. And I have throughout my life, even before college. Believe it or not, I was a bartender for a little while. If you've ever been a bartender, you know that part of the job is counseling. Uh, I was a telecommunications tech for seven years. I was able to counsel people through that. At school, I was able to counsel a number of people. And certainly, as a professor, I've been able to counsel a lot of people. So that skill, that talent that God has provided me has amplified my overall talent of teaching. And I'm very thankful for that. We are self-sponsored, airatphysiology.com. As I mentioned just prior, our website is down. Right now, it seems to be functioning properly, or partially, I should say, not properly. But there are many things that have been lost 
And I suppose that's one part of the story that I should tell from yesterday that I didn't. Um, I currently have my website hosted through Weebly. And I am switching over to a organization called Learn Worlds. With Learn Worlds, we're going to be able to take everything that we're doing and put it through coaching, community, courses sort of thing. Most of it through the lenses of courses. And so in the past, I've recorded various courses and I've published them through uh, Udemy. And in that, there's a certain setup structure for commission and whatnot, and it's served its purpose. But over the last few months, I've really become focused on how do we get our courses, not necessarily the courses we've already published on Udemy, but every course we produce in the future, how do we get it on our website? And over at least 60, if not 90 days of research, uh, it's come between two companies, Kajabi and Learn Worlds. And I actually published a YouTube comparison video, if you're interested at all, in these two companies that you can take a look at. And at the end of that video on YouTube, I announced that we're going to be going with Learn Worlds. And my anticipation was that this would be a fairly gradual thing, probably be sometime in the summer. We have a summer camp in July, the end of July. And I didn't want what was on our website to be disrupted and have people not be able to access the information to find out where the summer camp is, to register for it, and all those sorts of things. Well, as I'm looking into Kajabi and Learn Worlds, specifically Learn Worlds, I find out that they don't host your domain. They'll host your website, but they don't host your domain. And I don't want to get too technical on like what the differences are. Truly, I don't 100% understand them. Thank goodness for these companies, for someone who's non-technical like me to be able to do stuff like this. Uh, I'm doing everything alongside my wife uh, when it comes to building website, courses, everything that we do. <clears throat> By the way, that PDF that we've been working on, she's almost done with, so that's fantastic. We'll have that available for people shortly. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, listen to previous episodes, you will. But anyways, yesterday I had to find out, does Weebly serve as a domain provider? I know they serve as a hosting provider, but I wasn't sure if I just purchased or registered through them, but it was actually hosted or registered with someone else. Well, good news, come to find out they are the host. And so I can trim my package down to just a domain plan, so to speak, where I pay on a yearly basis for that domain and for them to, to host that domain. And so what I figured out that I would do, what I would take my plan that I am hosting a website through Weebly and I would delete that plan, but not delete the domain plan. Then I just have to enter in some things called uh, DNS, CNAME and MX records to point towards Learn Worlds and then everything will work seamlessly. So when someone goes on errorratphysiology.com, they would then see everything that we've created on Learn Worlds. There would be nothing known, nothing present on that there's any affiliation with Weebly whatsoever. And eventually, as we white label, as they talk about it, as they call it, you won't know that it has any affiliation with Learn Worlds. 
either. So with that, if you go to our website now, uh, unfortunately, all our podcasts, those embedded features have been removed. They're, they're dysfunctioning. The reason being in the midst of that conversation yesterday, uh, at the end of it, the customer service rep that I was talking about says, okay, perfect. Finished everything. Gave you a partial credit for the remainder of your term. Is there anything else I can do for you? And I said, what do you mean you gave me a partial credit? Did you cancel the plan that I'm on? Because that is not what I wanted you to do. I'm just inquiring on the process. So over the next few months, I can know what I need to do and get my ducks in a row. And I can make the switch when I can make the switch. And you could tell even through text, they were like, oh no, uh, I'm so sorry. I canceled everything. Let me see if I can find someone that can help uh, me basically correct this. And I thought about it for a couple seconds. And, you know, it's funny in a previous life, um, all joking aside, there's no such thing as separate lives. But uh, in previous versions of myself in my 20s, I think I would have probably just flown off the handle and been very disrespectful to this individual and very upset with this individual. But even just after a few minutes of contemplating that, I decided, no, it's fine, just leave it. And so I literally just typed that, no, it's fine, just leave it. And I even text or typed, I should say, in a strange way, I'm thankful that you did that because I have a problem going back to being a partial C in the disc personality types. And in other personality types, I forget what it's called, but they represent it with the the bear, the buffalo, the eagle, and the deer. I'm a buffalo bear, which is similar to a CD or a DC in the disc styles. But anyways, sometimes I, I struggle with paralysis by analysis and I don't get started on something. The podcast is a good example of that. It took me a while to get over that fear and to start something. And so for a moment in time, I stopped and I thought, this is a good opportunity. Somebody has forced my hand to work on this now. And so unfortunate news website is not working properly. If you go visit it right now, um, or not working at all, it may as of this morning, it may be off completely. Uh, for those of you listening to this later, the date on this episode is the 14th of April, 2023. So if you're listening to this in May of 2023 or later, uh, you don't know any difference because we'll have everything done by then. But now we need to dedicate the last half of this month uh, to getting our learn worlds up and running so that we can point everything in the right direction and we can have a functional website. With that, there's going to be a restructure with what we have uh, through erroratphysiology.com. We're still going to have our vlog style articles. Uh, we'll have those on the website, but also on YouTube. Uh, we're still going to have nonfiction books, uh, but we're going to focus on them from a course point of view. So I'm still working on a year without television, but I also in conjunction in due time want to do a course called a year without television. We're still going to work on bare bones anatomy and bare bones physiology. Those serve as sort of a high school, senior, college, freshman uh, anatomy and physiology course. Hope to have those published soon. 
And then all our strength and conditioning programs are going to become courses. So there's going to be a course on uh, each program that we've designed, whether it be lacrosse, baseball, basketball, whatever. And what we'll be able to do in that is be able to provide the Excel document as a downloadable file, but we'll be able to provide modules with videos and even like an assessment or a survey at the end to make sure that everyone who purchases those programs knows how to navigate the Excel file and make it work as ideally as possible. We're still going to have a face-based podcast going to show up a little bit differently once I get everything done, but you can still listen to it through our social media and through any of the apps that have podcasts. So Apple Music, or not Apple Music, excuse me, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, all the major platforms have us associated there. So even though you won't see our podcast appear on our website, until I get this all corrected, you will see it appear on all of those platforms as normal. I'm also going to try and embed a player into social media so you can play directly out of social media um, if that works best for you. Probably going to have, oh, I don't know, six more episodes the rest of this month, something like that, in which they will not be accessible through the website more than likely. But uh, being a two-man crew, my wife and I will work on that diligently and get that up and running. Mentioned our summer camp. That is this summer. We've talked about it in previous episodes, and we're getting a a little long-winded here, so I'm going to limit that. If you need any information further, please contact us at hello at erroratphysiology.com. Even though our website is down, our emails are still working perfectly. Uh, Nothing was changed. Nothing was affected on that. Everything points to the right spot, so... All our emails are still good. You can contact us and we will help you directly that way. 2 Chronicles 9.23 reads, And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put into his mind. And I only have two applications for you today with this. Uh, Sorry to be long-winded on some of the other stuff, but I think it's important. The first application is hear his wisdom. And if you read through the Bible and in all the instances that Solomon is presented, and again, I'm not going to get into this from a biblical scholar perspective and give you commentary, but it's clear that at some points in time, Solomon let his gift from God get the best of him, and he started becoming rather full of himself. It's clear also in the Bible that he lives in regret of doing that, that he wishes he would have relied more on his faith than this talent that he had been provided. You've heard that money makes people more of who they are. If you have somebody that's not the nicest individual and they get rich, they're probably even more not the nicest individual. If you hear about somebody who gives their last dime to those that are in poverty and they get rich, they're probably going to give their last dime to somebody in poverty in that situation. A lot of people say money doesn't change you. It just makes you more of who you are. I think that this held true with him, with Solomon, but this isn't a podcast to pick on Solomon. Uh, We could more easily pick on me and all the things that I've done wrong in my life. 
But what it is a verse that points out is that oftentimes we can have an ego associated with our lives and think that we're just so wonderful. You know, we're so smart and look at all these things that we've accomplished and et cetera, et cetera. I've tried that. In fact, my associate's degree, my bachelor's degree, my master's degree, and not as much my EDS degree, but maybe a little bit. I saw it after each of those degrees is something to fulfill something in myself is validation. Um, I wanted to be kind of in Solomon's shoes. I wanted to be looked at as this person with wisdom and this person with all these degrees and look how awesome I am. And you know what? It's interesting. It never worked out that way. I remember getting my first degree, my associate's degree in the mail because I didn't go to graduation. And I don't even recall opening it. I think I just filed it somewhere in the packaging that it came in the mail in. When I walked for my bachelor's, I was super excited for it. But even as I walked across the stage, there was disappointment. Same thing happened in my master's, but more so. I was seeking something external to fulfill me and promote this wisdom that I could shout at the rooftops about that was mine. And everything that I've been putting into this little piece of paper didn't do what I thought it was going to do. And this gets to the second part of the verse. God had put into his mind. And Solomon, along with many of us, I think, fail to realize that not only is our anatomy God-inspired, God-breathed life into man, as we've been talking about in recent episodes and we'll continue to talk about, God provides us our gifts through the Holy Spirit as well. So Solomon's gift of wisdom was not his gift. It was God's gift. My gift of teaching isn't because of anything I've done in my life. It's because of what God provided for me to do. I've mentioned before that for me, standing in front of a room of people teaching, or even on stage at a big conference lecturing, is not something that I'm scared of. It's something that I look forward to and something that I want to do. That's not me. That's, that's God. That's the gift God's put through me to accomplish those things. We don't belong to anything in this world. Every time in my life that I've put faith in a piece of paper or someone else, I've been disappointed. Until I changed my perspective around the time of my daughter's birth, that what I have is not mine, what I have is God's, and everything that I can do and accomplish in my life is through the glory of God. Changed my entire mindset, changed the entire trajectory of my life. And there was a period of humility where I, I basically lamented why me? Because of all the wretched things I'd done in my life, why was I still given the grace to have this peace and have this awareness? Of all the instances in my life where I should have literally died, my physical being should have ceased to be because of something dumb I did or an accident that I barely missed. 
why did all those things occur? So that one day I could realize that those talents that I've been trying to brag about and show how awesome I was, one day I would realize that that was all a crumbling foundation that there was nothing faith-based in that. There was nothing God-honoring in that. But yet, those gifts were placed there by God. So now everything that we try to do in our lives is God-honoring, where we point back to sharing our talents and sharing our skills, but making sure that anyone we disseminate information to knows that it's not us, it's God. And hopefully, that becomes a promotion of investigation for them to look into their soul and see what talents they have and what ways God has truly blessed their lives. And that's discipleship. And we we recognize that we're put on this earth to do that. And discipleship seems to be easier when you're harnessing the talents that Heavenly Father has provided you. So today we didn't get a lot into the frontal lobe or the parietal lobe, the medulla oblongata, hypothalamus, the adenohypophysis, the brainstem, pons, cerebellum, whatever. In the future, we probably will at some point. But based on yesterday's events and based on my past, of living in an ego mindset versus my current, my present, and my future in living in a service mindset based on the talents God has provided for me. This verse, 2 Chronicles 9.23, really stuck out for me. And it's provided me the opportunity to share some really cool stories It's provided me the opportunity to share the change that God has had in my life. And in that way, it relates a little bit more to some of the early episodes we had in this podcast. And so while we will always promote the biblical anatomy, and we will always strive to show people the connection between those two often opposed subjects, We are also experts due to the talents that God has provided in our life's experience. And so it's important for us to share our lives' experience as they unfold and as they become relevant. And more importantly, as God places them on our hearts. Prayed right before the start of this episode, and I felt it necessary to share some of the things that have occurred yesterday and some of the things that have occurred in my life. I hope that you've enjoyed sharing of those. I hope that they've inspired you. If you have a decision to be made, I would recommend that you pray first, you read scripture second, and you seek wise counsel third. If you don't feel like you know how to pray, reach out to us at prayer at erratphysiology.com. We'll help you with that. We'll disciple you. If you don't have a Bible to access scripture, send us an email. We'll buy you a Bible. 
And if you don't have wise counsel, reach out to us. Our other email is hello at erroratphysiology.com. And we would be happy to provide wise counsel for you and hopefully provide you with direction to finding that wise counsel at a local level. Now, if by chance you happen to be in the Boise, Idaho area, let's get coffee. That's where we are. And we'd love to do this for you locally, face-to-face. But if not, there are many resources out there that may help you. And if you're like the majority of the students that I've taught in my life, that as soon as I ask, are there any questions today, and you don't raise your hand, let me provide an easy option for you that I hope that you utilize without ever having to raise your hand or speak out in class or contact the teacher. Yesterday, yesterday was a big day, I'm telling you. Yesterday, I also signed up for a membership at 48 Days Eagles. Now, funny story, and I'll keep it very brief. The president, his name is Dan Miller. My name for short is Dan Miller, but more and more I'm going by Daniel Miller. And of course, his long version of his name is Daniel Miller as well. I've actually been on his email list for the last like three years. But I met a close, uh, met a friend who became a close friend and will maintain contact. And he recommended that group of individuals. And if you've been having a hard time finding a online group through Facebook or any form of social media, I have as well and joined some quote unquote Christian groups that certainly didn't behave that way. This group is already blown my mind. And most of you will be turned off because it's a paid group. And I get that. I was the same way. Uh, But it's worth every time. I promise you that. The community that's on this group of supporting Christians is amazing. It is geared towards entrepreneurship. But again, if you're that student that doesn't want to raise their hand, they don't want to reach out to the teacher, and you're looking for some community and you can't seem to find one locally, I've just recommended a fantastic one online for you. And in the future, I'll have an affiliate link that you can go through, click in our show notes and access it. And it will pay me a commission for recommending that. But as of now, I don't have that. And so I would just tell you to go to 48days.com and check it out and look into it. And if you do that, The only benefit for me is that knowing that you've found a home that helps you and I'll see you in there, but there's no commission from me. And the only reason why I would accept an affiliate commission is because it doesn't change the price for you. It's no different to you. You just click on a different link and it's your way of saying, thanks for recommending this. And each month, I would get a commission based on the monthly rate that again is not higher because you have paid an additional cost to support an affiliate link. No, it's the same exact price. You're just dictating that part of that goes back to the person who referred you, which is what I've done for the person who referred me. As we always do, let's conclude with the Lord's Prayer. 
Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.